Thanks for listening to the Kojima Frequency. If you're enjoying the show and want to help support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash kojimafreak. So, so what do we think? Do we believe the Silent Hill quote-unquote leaks? It's a strange one, right? Because yeah. there's there's so many angles. It's like the the whole the DM there was a DMC takedown, right? But then the picture we've got of the DMC takedown was like a weird screenshot. It wasn't like how you would normally produce a, a takedown request. I I saw the tweet though that originally had the photos, and it did have a legit takedown notice on it. And, and then there was that there was that actor as well, right? That kind of confirmed it. Yeah, yeah, she uh she said something like, "Oh, I see people messaging me about about my Silent Hill game." And um that's where Nitroid learned how to use um like Instagram stories. So, yeah. a learning opportunity for all of us. <laughs> I didn't know uh, what it was. Nitroid was like, but, "The post is gone." I was like, "It's gone after 24 hours." He was like, "Oh, okay." Wait, there's another thing I could tap into. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he had to tap the avatar. Yeah. Um How would anybody know that? If you didn't well, like, and that kind of adds that... the mystery to it. Is like she didn't want that to be a post that hung around. She just wanted that to be a quick story. But then, of course, people screenshotted it, and everything on the internet lives forever. So don't leak shit, I guess. Why do people think that was providing any sort of security? Yeah, that... it wasn't. Right. I have like, so many like... questions. Ugh. fingers yo it's apache smash hey everyone this is days ahead and i'm nitroid you're listening to the kojima frequency it is really funny that this all kind of happened like the day after enigma came on <laughs> it's like perfect timing we're like can we do, do we got his phone number <laughs> yeah we just gotta have guests on that we want stuff to happen uh yeah and then, uh, from there we seem to just be kind of speaking some stuff into existence so uh first first maxi with the with the with the ladder skip although that that's more of the talent of the speedrunner himself uh sure. and then now the silent hill rumor so who do we got to get on for an hd re-release uh fukushima's still alive is what he doing anything right <laughs> josh keaton josh that... keaton's a good one. Oh man we're gonna we're gonna go all over the place today uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, voice actors not keeping their mouth shut, let's talk about Norman Reedus <laughs> not keeping his mouth shut. Blowing it. You blew it. I think it's so funny that how like careful like voice actors have to be when they you know when they know about projects ahead of time. A certain other person who works on that game was constantly saying, "Yes, I'm in a game, but I can't talk about it. It's an NDA." And then you get like these big time actors who are just like, "Oh yeah, we're just making Death Stranding too." Yeah. MBD, MBD. It's not even like I. I don't think he was being. It, it was completely innocent. You could tell he was. It was just another thing to him. He probably is involved in so many projects. Even the big ones get lost in the shuffle. Right, and I. I was trying to like, kind of look at it from the frame of an actor, and, you know, actors they have projects in the mix all the different all different times. You know it's not like video well and to some extent maybe with like large ips things are like very hidden or whatever but for the most part you know they're i would say that they're more there's hollywood tends to disclose more information about upcoming films than the video game industry yeah um, games so are super see, secretive 
I can see why Norman was very blasé, but I could be wrong. You know, I'm just going by my observations. Do you think nobody told him that he was supposed to be quiet about it? It was just assumed? I, I mean, I, I would imagine <laughs> it, it's sort of like a, a difference in, in, in culture there where, you know, yeah, it's a bit of an assumption in that, you know. And he's probably getting fined or something. I don't know. But Kojima didn't seem to mind, you know. I mean, he he posted those pictures of him about to murder him like the walking dead but you know i think that was all just in jest you know he, he definitely was just kidding i don't think, yeah, I think he, he was damn well told that he's not allowed to talk about it multiple times it just kind of went over his head <laughs> <laughs> yeah like imagine being grounded by kojima and just him telling you to go to your room it's just like oh yeah damn it. kojima always rolls with the punches though so like he took it and- the shame that you have to feel from like kojima being like i'm disappointed in you go to your room it's like ah. Oh. <laughs> I feel good about a second Death Stranding game. Yeah. Because I think yeah. I think Nitro's expressed this multiple times, but like Kojima works on things to improve them for future titles. Like he it getting a sequel from Kojima doesn't feel like you're just gonna get the the same thing again. Yeah. And I, I wanna see some iteration on the combat. Um there there are good things about Death Stranding for sure. And I, I yeah. would like to see what I consider the weaknesses of the game improved. I mean, the, the you know the cinematics—they're already ten ten as far as I'm concerned. The, the story mm-hmm. of the game is 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 really good. Um, I just I don't like the boss fights. Um, and days, I think you said recently, like you'd like to see more of like the um, control you have over the environment brought into the boss fights. Yeah, more like terraforming type stuff. Like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think it could be a really good game. I just want them to to sort of tune the UX and the UI a bit more. Like the UI design in that game is gorgeous, but it is a nightmare to navigate half the time. There's so many options going on, and I get that it's a complicated game with a lot of moving pieces, but I, I it's kind of amazing how a game with such a simple mechanical premise has one of the most complicated interfaces i have ever seen in a video game i don't, I don't and, think it's that bad but i play 14 every day and the menus <laughs> in 14 are fucking horrible it's still in fucking like 2002 it's oh, insane yeah. uh but to to that point i wonder if we to some degree enabled this because I, I remember, like, I don't remember, like, I feel like it's almost like, like, an, an iteration of the MGS5. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, I wonder if he was like, okay, you know, this, this, this is not information overload. This should be fine. It's not. It's not fine. And, <laughs> and I don't want to spend eight hours in a menu uh, before I go for walkies. Yeah. And and I mean, I like again, there is a lot in Death Stranding that I really, really like. Um, and I'm curious to see what uh, what he can do to iterate from it. I mean, when you, you know, look at any look at any example, I'm repeating myself for like the umpteenth time on this. But anytime he's done a sequel, like Apache said, it's it's been this huge step forward or this evolution of the idea or this completely different direction, Yeah, you know? He like he's very aware of where the weaknesses are, and he he'll he'll like streamline those weaknesses and make them mm-hmm. normally make them. He's like the key cards in Metal Gear One. Like I think they realized how annoying that shit was, to, especially in like certain certain situations. 
even then though mgs1 was improving on a previous system because in metal gear 2 you had to you had to uh you had to select the right card if i remember right was it yeah, metal gear 1 did. or 2 or both no that's what i'm saying yeah to... metal gear yeah. 1 you had to have the exact card metal gear right. 2 solid snake you could you could have any key like you know right. of the rank okay. or better like you know that's yeah and then when you get to MGS2, it doesn't even take it into consideration. As long as you've got the card in your inventory, the door opens. Yeah. Which, there is something to be said for too much ease of use. You know, too many quality of life improvements that sort of detract from the challenge of the game. This is one of those, um, you know, I know we, we, we almost never talk about Resident Evil on this show, but no. the idea of... <laughs> of using the ink ribbons to save is oh, part yeah. of the flavor and the challenge to that game so much that players, you know, wanted them in there, even though they're really not needed. Yeah. So I hate that shit. <laughs> being able to manage your inventory correctly is a huge part of that game. Like yeah. things taking up room and uh, not being able to access everything at once and having to plan out your inventory. It's like a huge part of that game. Whereas in Melga, you have unlimited inventory space, right? So there's no point having yeah. like nine levels of cards in there because it's not affecting well, anything except annoying you to select them. Well, um, four, well, three through through five didn't though. They, the three, they, they rolled three that three back. Has the three has the best because three does have <laughs> keys that exist in your inventory. So when you meet Granin, he gives you a key and you can look at that key in your inventory. It doesn't do anything, but you can see it. But inside the game, it literally does nothing because if you cheat and put that key into your inventory, the door doesn't open still. So like in the oh, warehouse, you're kidding me. The, even if you have that key, the door doesn't open. It's only when you've done the cutscene does the, the flag change. Oh my gosh, that's kind of great. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like we kept the system, but in in inside the game, they actually completely removed it. <laughs> it's almost like it's it's just there to be faithful oh, to cheaters. like two and one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that surprised me when we first started using like the the dev save to cheat inventories and stuff. The there... the fact that it was there, but it just didn't do anything. Well, they did complicate it in three a little bit by adding like how much stuff you're carrying kind of affected like the weight and your stamina dropping more if you've got like everything on you and stuff. So I think that was just a case of there was so many weapons in that yeah, game yeah, and yeah. so yeah. many items. Like it would just be ridiculous to have it all. No, I thought that was cool. Your inventory would be a mess. And yeah. I think there's that you can have enough that it never really matters. Yeah, exactly. That's what mm -hmm. yeah, it never really affected me. Well, even two sort of had this problem once you got further in and you had a billion weapons in your inventory, which is why they introduced that grouping version yeah. of, the, mm. of the menus mm -hmm. so that you could sort of get through them a bit easier. But even like I almost never use that. I kind of hate it. I don't know if I'm just old fashioned. Uh, I don't mind doing the scroll because, I mean, yeah, yeah, it stops it stops time. So like if it were like a weapon wheel situation where it's like live, like sure, like have well, them grouped together, or you know, in folders or yeah. something, but. The the whole point, though, is that there's something to be said for these anachronistic gameplay mechanics mm -hmm. and systems that makes it sort of, you know, it, that's a flavor to it, even though they're not really efficient or or contemporary. Uh, and, you know, they can even be cumbersome, you know, in the case of Resident Evil and, and having to swap around items and, and rely on on these these save items, things like that. There, there's something to be said for that because it is part of the experience and it does sort of lend itself to the overall, you know, the, the you know, some of its parts, right? I, I think I think what was sad 
and there's very few examples that I can really give of regression in Metal Gear, but in Metal Gear Solid 2, you had the, uh, you could pick your menu in system between uh, previous and unequip, and yeah. then they got rid of it in 3, and it never came back. And I love it. That's, that's what I use in 2, I Wait, use previous. I, ugh, I'm probably remembering this wrong, but didn't they bring it back in uh, MGO2? I never played it. Yeah, it was in MGO1 like... as well, though, wasn't it? I think so. Why the fuck would it be in the MGO MGO and not in the single player game? I don't know. <laughs> if it is, I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's I am ABC. genuinely so mad. You could rotate through three different ones. <laughs> Speedrunning finds out about this new thing and it shaves off another minute of the game. Yeah, <laughs> it would. You, can... you you could save so much time in three if you could if you could switch between two items rather than go into an equip. You you would be able to save like shitloads of time. <laughs> well, you can rotate between three actually. In MGO, you've got yes, A, B. You're right. You can rotate yeah. through three. That's that's a, a little C. more granular. I'm so, than... I'm so jealous because that would be even better. Because the idea is that you have your primary, your secondary, and your your you know your um, not you would call it your tertiary. You know your grenades, things like that. I'm so jealous. And you you want to switch between them as quickly as possible, or your knife. Can you do weird things where you can like fire off each gun then and constantly switch between them so you never yep. have to reload them? You just constantly fire weapons and switch between them. Well, you do have to reload in, in MGO. Uh, that's one of the things that they forced into MGO is that you can't quick reload. Well, um, a lot of people, I say a lot of people, like a lot of speedrunners think that they put the, uh, you know, reload in the clip thing into three really late because none of the fights seem balanced around it. Uh, like the Shago HUD, for example. The Shago HUD's like completely trivial if you know how to quick reload the RPG. You'll yeah. never be able to hit you even on the hardest difficulty. So it seems like it was added really late. Like it mm. wasn't there from the start, and the boss fights are just not balanced around it. And like, the, you know, it completely breaks the fury, it completely breaks the end, breaks the pain. Um, so it just seems like it wasn't supposed to be there. Is the average person going to be doing that type of stuff, though? Like, trying to... It does tell you to. The game tells you to. I was going to say, I, I know I did that as a kid, at least. Yeah. I did it with, like, yeah, with the quick reload stuff, yeah. Yeah, and in MGO, you can't quick reload, but you can use it sort of as an exploit for, uh, like, the pump-action shotgun because it skips the pump. Yeah. So you can just fire, quick, click, click, fire, click, click, fire, click, click, and there's not much of a of a delay there's there aren't really all that many iframes in mgo so it's it was one of the cheapest things you could do in the game i'm assuming you just cut all the end and like after because the gun fires instantly right and then you have a ton of end lag so you're just canceling that that makes sense yeah and then they they mitigated that in mgo2 but mgo2's got its own netcode problems and that's a that's a whole episode in and of itself <laughs> I really want to play MGO. I'm sorry, I said this before, but I really want to play it. We need to have like a sit down session with all of us, Force Wave, and then I got a few folks on Stealth Server that need help with it, and just yes. set up the PC emulator. Just a just a two hour work block. Yeah, I'm down. Is is the um is the crossplay working yet between PS3 and PC? Because I know that was in the works. I don't think so. I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, we're gonna have to look into it because there there are two server groups running MGO two right now. There's the MGO two PC group and then the save and then save MGO, and they're actually different servers. Why is no one working on getting Ghost Babble link play on <laughs> you online? Can. You can, I thought, <laughs> can't you? 
There's some type of like uh remote play thing through like SNES, I think, where you can do that over the over the net. Oh, actually, I just thought you'd be able to play it on Parsec. You just set it up on one person's computer, right? I think that's what it was. Yeah, it was, I think it was mm. Parsec. I think that's what it was called. Days, do you want to play some Ghost Babble? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? You know, we started off with Peace Walker, possibly Peace Walker with Enigma, and now we're talking about like Ghost Babble. You know, natural <laughs> progression. Why aren't we talking about Metal Gear Rising, the most popular Metal Gear game ever made, according Everybody's to favorite. some Dude, people? That, oh my god, that's such a Zoomer statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be ageist, but fuck. Yeah, I know. Rising's been this, like, meme since 2013 that just hasn't really gone away, so I, I don't know. It's, I guess, when they, I, I guess they're, they were, like, tracking, like, actual, like, play count all of a sudden, and... Maybe uh, it has to do with some of the sales that were going on. I actually did buy it on uh, Steam recently because I didn't realize that the PC version came with the uh, the DLC for it. I never did get around to playing that on uh, PS3. It's not too bad. There's there's a lot of a lot of people who kind of hate the rising culture that's 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 spawned around the game, and I, it just kind of reminds me of all the cringe stuff I was into on the internet when I was younger. And I don't just—I just don't get why people are getting so mad at it. It's like you know, people get into like dumb memes online, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a fun yeah. tongue-in-cheek action game. I mean, that's—and you shouldn't look at it as anything else. I mean, it's—it's it's definitely self-aware of its like ridiculousness. It—I will say—it is kind of uh, insane how much reach that game is getting. I—I I, I talked about this elsewhere already, but uh, my kids uh, have been exposed and are well aware of metal gear rising memes oh uh, yeah and it is not because of me it <laughs> and like you would think anything my kids know about metal gear would come from me no not not in this case how did you find out your kids knew about rising nitroid because i saw my oldest son laughing his butt off at a at a rising video oh, okay was it by wes I hope it was by Wes. I don't even know which one it was. Shout out, it's, Wes. It's, I should... <laughs> yeah. Wes's videos are great. That's why. Is that what did it? Wes, is this your fault? You're going to have to come on the show and answer for this because you've now influenced my kids. Thank you. Yeah, you have to explain yourself. Yeah, I think Rising has seriously grown in popularity because of Wes's videos. And everybody's like, wait, what is this? Because, yeah, they, they've blown it. the fuck up. Yeah. I did, those I was like over a hundred thousand concurrent players on on Steam. That's actually nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. That's more yeah, than everyone, most every, modern games. Everyone, everyone say your favorite rising meme. Mine is my source is that I made it the fuck up. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> Mine is uh, how about full of shit? Is that is that a meme? That sounds like a meme. I lost. No, no, no. That that's the, that's the meme. Is a, that's the quote. You're full of shit. Is that a mean? This is how this is how out of fucking touch I am. Why am I fucking old? Why? Have you played it, Apache? I have played it. Yeah, okay. I haven't completed it, but I have played it. <laughs> My favorite is is again one of one of Wes's, and it's the the Uno one, and I, that just killed me. Mine doesn't have it. <laughs> I have the oldest Uno. Xbox known to man. <laughs> I have the oldest Xbox known to man. No, you don't. I bought mine on day one. Well, mine didn't have You it. have Uno, you fucking dick. I don't have you it. You have Uno. I don't fucking have Uno, motherfucker. Go to it in the arcade. I don't have to. You'll be able to download it for free. Fun fact, the guy who sings Rules in Nature, he uh, he does a lot of the Final Fantasy, like, 
pretty popular Final Fantasy 14 songs. Um, Can we get that guy on? Oh, my God, I wish I would just talk about Final Fantasy 14 all day. It would it would be ridiculous. This would turn into, uh, I don't know, the Yoshida Link Pearl. <laughs> Yoshida Link Pearl. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, on, on the note of uh, the reason I have mentioned Final Fantasy is because like I noticed the proliferation of rising memes um, and like 14 forums. Uh, so you'd hear like standing here, I realize as somebody like goes Leroy Jenkins into an ultimate fight. Oh, um, <laughs> so, you know, it's like you can't get away, right? There are a ridiculous amount of Metal Gear memes in Final Fantasy 14. I was astonished every time, like like every once in a while I'd be doing a quest and I was like that the title of this quest is a Metal Gear reference and there's no way it's not. Yeah, there's, there's a ton like Gunblades of the Patriots. Come on now. ARR a- a- had a, had quite a lot. God. It's just, it's bizarre that this is the game that's getting the kids. You know? Just, Metal Gear 2 I, exists, guys. I promise it's better. I think it's good. But I, I think at the same time, it speaks to sort of this, like, absurd post postmodernism that appeals to kids and they're, like, blown out JPEG memes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it knows it's absurd. Yeah, and it's like anti-humor. Yeah, I, I may not think Rising is the greatest thing ever made, but it's honestly it's a it's a it's a more fitting like future for the series than fucking Star Trek Picard is. Like, I'd rather Rising the future of Metal Gear than fucking Picard the future of Star Trek. Dude, we've only got an hour. We can't get into Star Trek Picard. <laughs> I, I just saw the parallels there. I just thought like, you know, it's it could be worse. I, I do have to ask, though, like on on the subject of the kids and rising and their crazy, crazy memes. Are we the first generation that because of our our familiarity with with technology and the Internet, and the fact that that we sort of were the first ones to grow up with it? Are we like the first generation that is sort of a bit more aware and understanding of how the new generation functions just by virtue of that? Like we like we kind of like we're still detached, but we get it. You know, um, I think we I think we sort of, you know, obviously we would still have subjective opinions. I mean, I just popped off on how like. How Zoomers like their game is Metal Gear (laughs) Rising, but at the same time, I think, yeah, you know, we have this we're in this unique position where we can better experience their experience than our elders experienced ours. Right, we're not like, you know, those kids and their loud music were like, oh, that's weird, they like Rising. <laughs> Silly game. <laughs> I don't feel like, like an adult, and I don't think I ever will. Yeah, I I also blame the internet for that, because I, I sure as heck don't, and I've got two children. Who love Rising. I mean, that's the thing, I don't know, like, they've never played it. They're just aware of it and think the videos are funny. But I bet that's most of the kids. I wonder if they look at Rising the same way that, like, I used to look at cheesy action action films from the eighties. Like, oh, you know, it's like you know, it's like a B movie kind of, and you just like enjoy yeah. it anyway. It's just like like Toxic Avenger type shit. Yeah. Just balls to the wall. Like some of the eighties stuff was earnest, though. True. Like that. Like that eighties stuff is like yes, it's ridiculous, but a lot of it was done earnestly because that was the style of the times. But Rising 
is is much more aware of how ridiculous it is, you know? And so it's like, is it possible to laugh to like a pre like, can you ironically appreciate something that's already ironic? It's damn kids and their irony. I'm so lost. Ugh. Maybe I am out of touch. I thought of an upgrade that I'd want in Death Rising or Death Rising. Uh, Death Stranding 2. That sounds like a rad game. Give give Sam a sword. At what point are they just going to make a second one, though? Like, why haven't they made a second Rising game? I can't figure that out. They hate us. Do y'all remember when there was, like, that preview? Like, this PlayStation preview? And they showed, like, this Electric 2? Yes! Yes! What? I don't think that was anything, but that got everybody so mad. Yeah, we got that too, and it was like during the MGS5 hype era, so that was like another layer of shit on top of that. And it was nothing. It was just, I guess it was just some marketing guy was like, this too looks cool. It was for something. Or it was related to some other project. No, yeah, it was for another project. I'm trying to remember what it was. But you're like, you did it in the rising font, and it looks like rising. Exactly. Like, what are you doing? It's a little different. I'm looking at it right now. Is it a little different? I mean, from memory, like... Like, look, there's more like lightning bullshit, and then the the two is actually like a metal... Man, it was... It's close, dude. It would would pass. Yeah, but it was was definitely for (laughs) like a second game of another franchise. I don't remember what it was. Uh, That was during one of like Jeff Keighley's events too, wasn't it? That man is getting his shit in IMAX. Yeah, that's why I think we're going to get something big right there. Uh, the, the man loves Kojima, and he's going to put Kojima on IMAX. Can you imagine Kojima in the theater is like, watch Keeley's Summer Game Fest? Oh, man. I mean, it was weird. I went to the uh, the PlayStation uh, event thing that they had in theaters because, you know, it was free and they were giving stuff out. And I was like, sure, why not? And that was the year they announced Death Stranding. You know, and Kojima comes walking down the light up, uh, you know, walkway and they're playing the Mad Max soundtrack. And he's like, I'm back. Right. Like I was sitting in a movie theater watching Hideo Kojima announce a new game. And I'm like, what is even going on right now? What are video games at this point? So (laughs) I don't know. Is it really that? I don't know how weird it is anymore. Nothing is weird anymore because. Everything is weird. That's uh, is not like the whole point of postmodernism. Kinda. Nothing is weird when everything is weird. Which actually, I I hate to keep going back to the, like the Death Stranding conversation because like we've kind of moved on. But like one, okay, I figured out what what improvement I want to have with Death Stranding, and that is, and if I, if this was a thing, that I missed it because it wasn't very intuitive. But being able to have more granular settings, I know we just talked about things being less complex, but I would like to be able to maybe on hard mode or more challenging mode, be able to like have to organize my cargo myself Um, because it's something you had to take into consideration, but you could just press like whole triangle and the game kind of solved it for you. I would love to be able to to add sort of that that challenge of what's the best way to pack my shit rather than like and I I guess you could argue yeah just don't click auto arrange Chelsea but I'd like to have like an intuitive way of doing it like yeah. you know and like hard mode or like in hard mode or you turn the setting off to have auto arrange right. and Full then you manual. have a setting yeah you have a setting to like manually put together your cargo 
you can have these granular complex systems without having an obtuse AI, uh, you know, or UI. You know, it's it's doable. They just need to sort of trim the fat on it. You know, it's it's. I think that that Death Stranding they just had so many ideas and and since it was their first outing with this, they weren't quite sure how to fit them all into the same space. Do you think a uh, like a prequel or something could maybe like wind it back a little bit, and maybe like I don't know, like simplify it and kind of mm. you know like break it down a little bit? I don't know. I mean, how much more simple can you get than put packages on back and go? I'm just saying with something like the technology, it would be interesting. Give it like a different approach of like how they used to do this type of shit. You know, like the, a lot of stuff would still function the same, but you would just get different versions of it, kind of. What if it's a prequel and you just work for Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bezos makes you run the packages even as the Death Stranding is happening. Void outs everywhere. Death Stranding Prime. Yeah, and they're like, how did the world get like this? And a picture of Jeff just appears on the screen, like fades onto the screen. You find out everything that's bad in the world is because of Jeff. It's, it would have to be... I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be a prequel or a sequel, but either way, Norman is involved, right? Like, I guess there's no confirmation that he's the protagonist. Spoilers, what if it's about him and Lou trying to maintain That'd I just be cool. like plays uh, Lou. That, that's a, that, that's another thing is like that was such a nice little bookend. They get to have like a peaceful life. He discovers that Lou, Lou is actually Louise. Like I would hate for that to be tarnished yeah. for the sake of a sequel. Unless, you know, Norman is casted as like, you know, this is like 20 years after the events and he's happily retired and his, his daughter yeah. is going to college or some shit. He's your die hardman. That'd be, that'd be crazy. That'd be interesting. I mean, there's a whole other, there's the whole rest of the planet out there, right? Yeah, that's right. another, yeah. Didn't they mention that too? Like, you know, the Death Stranding happened in other places or? Yeah. I... I think so. God, I don't know. <laughs> my, my lore... Uh, awareness. I mean, F Fragile had to get that accent from somewhere, right? Yeah. Plus, I'm still mad that we didn't get to go to the moon. <laughs> chipped. You gotta save it for the sequel. I guess. Watch, there, there's there's gonna be one little quick snippet of, like, him, like, leaning straight back, like, in a rocket, taking off. Like... Do it, please. I wanna, I wanna walk on the moon. I don't even know why you would do that. There's literally no good reason to do it, but I wanna do it. Dude, have you ever played any game with, like, low gravity? It's fun as shit. What are you talking about? Oh, I know. I'm saying narratively there's no reason to do it, but I want it. Like, I wanted Metal Gear in space. People used to joke about it. I was like, nah, do it. What if the BTs are on the moon and they're about to eat it? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's kind of the plot of Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Just FYI. <laughs> BT's on the moon. <laughs> My next indie album. They're going to be called MT's. Because <laughs> they're empty. I don't know. God. All right. We have, uh, we have spent <laughs> most of our time laughing at Rising, theorizing about Death Stranding 2. We had about 12 topics and a laundry list of Q&A. Uh, should we try to hit some of these other points? We'll get to some of the Q&A. We don't have to hit yeah. all of them, for sure. It was a lot. Thanks for sending in the questions, everybody. At, at such short notice, too. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we we, we sort of just glossed over Silent Hill and the leaks, though. Do you, do you think they're real? 
mean, that seems like a game. That's yeah. I don't know if it's Silent Hill. You know, like that. That those photos seem to be cohesive enough to be a a project that you know is happening. But I don't know if it's Silent Hill or not. For me, the question is less of is it real or not, and more of is it does it actually make an impact on anything? Because for all we know. You know, they could be there. There could be some other reason why they're scrapping it, and it there's nothing consequential actually coming out of these mm. th these leaks. Do you think it could be abandoned art and not necessarily part of an active project? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my god, that that now that is a fucking story for me. Like, <laughs> what, what did you say days the other day? You're like, I want like a full Netflix documentary on this shit by the time yeah. it's all wrapped up and done. I want. Yeah. Like Netflix and Hulu, and they're all about these like scammer documentaries. Well, here's another one for you. Fucking Hassan and Abandoned. Like, I, I don't want to try to, I, if we can cut this out, if you think it's a little too, like, I don't know what the word is, like conflicting or it sounds too accusatory. We're good. But I know that Man Fights Dragon, Lance, he tried to give him, give, Hassan in the, the blue box, like the benefit of the doubt, like sometime earlier last week or, or yeah, sometime last week. And then all of a sudden, you know, he deletes those tweets and he's like, look, some shit's about to go down and I don't want to be tied to this. I know he like straight up Pontius piloted it. He's like, I wash my hands. of this matter. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know Lance that well, but he seems like, you know, a pretty inquisitive, open minded guy. So for him to be like, I need to get the fuck away from this. Like, what is going on? And we'll wrap this up with a big old allegedly. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, I, I don't know. Some people were just alleging or just alluding to it maybe being some type of investment type thing or I don't wouldn't know. surprise me like a U of all sort of thing, which I think we, we even joked about before at one point. But. Uh, from what I understand, there were some, according to Hassan, there were some images that were being shared between friends of the company, and they were joking around by adding, like, Silent Hill 5 logos and stuff like that to development images, and they weren't meant to be public, and they got out, and that created uh, a big storm of, of attention that they didn't want. And uh, that was what I think Lance was talking about originally. But uh, then, you know, after that is when he sort of backed off. So I'm wondering what the heck's going to happen. I mean, I've always thought these guys were, were kind of uh, just in over their heads, you know? Yeah. And but God, I mean, I don't who knows? There's there. It's so hard to tell what's going on. I think the one thing we can say for sure is that it has nothing to do with Hideo Kojima. Yeah. And if it does, find me a hat to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Keep Hassan from Kojima challenge. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, if it is, that would be that would be uh, pointless. Like, why would you do that? Congrats on fooling us by lying. You know, I, I would I would that would be the first time I was legitimately like Kojima. This is this is mid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's not a very good quality. Even if it was a, a ruse, it's not a very good quality one. Yeah, lying is not clever. It's so funny to think about Kojima being like, that's fraud, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knows how far to push it, and this is a bit far. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, if, if it is legit, though, the art, and it is Silent Hill related, I guess there are three possibilities. Either it's from a discontinued project, 
it's uh, I, I guess there are more than three, but these seem to be the three likely um, possibilities. But either it's a it's just something from a discontinued project, because I mean, there was there was Masahiro Ito art in there, and that's very obviously his work. You know, yeah, uh, or it's an it's an amazing fake. Um, or it's this rumored Silent Hill that's being done by Bloober Team, which uh, it kind of reeks of them, you know? Yeah. It's got With the, some whole the I hate myself writing yeah. on the character's forehead. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a fuck. It reminds me of the fucking Joker damaged. Um, yeah. Same energy. I hope it's set in Britain because Britain's scary. A lot of people, yeah, I guess there were there were like hints in the images or things that indicated that it might be taking place in in Britain. But I saw I saw this meme uh, about the whole uh, Britain aspect, and it was like, uh, see that a new Silent Hill is announced. Uh, it's set in Britain. Uh, the entire area is covered in fog. There's no sunlight. Everybody is miserable. It's raining all the time. Uh, and then you buy the game and you play Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sort of like I try not to get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought about that tweet the whole time you guys were talking. Apache's like, I could do art consulting for this game. It's one of those that I saw and it was like, I wish I wrote this. Needs more gray. <laughs> I wish I wrote this. <laughs> Man, what was that like, like really British word on the uh, on the like? <laughs> <laughs> this calypso is fucking minging. Is it minging? Oh my god, with the Tataru edit. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. There's, there's this fucking meme about this drink, and it's this British kid, and they're going fucking wild about it, and they keep going, "I've just bought this calypso. It's fucking minging," and that's that's the word that was written on the person's face. If it if it makes you feel any better, I think they brought calypso to America. Oh, word. Hopefully, you don't find it as minging as we did. I was about to say, I don't know if it's fucking minging over here, but it exists. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're uh, agreed that Bloober Team does not understand what the word subtlety means? No. Yeah. Minging is a British word that means disgusting. It's only used in Britain as far as... I've never heard it anywhere else. That's really funny. Oh, man. And then I guess the third option, uh, because of one of the, the, the actresses... Uh, was it, I don't know if it was an Instagram post or what but i guess somebody posted a collection of images of her uh and uh the art from the leak and then a photo of hideo kojima next to uh an actress in a motion capture suit yeah um, it didn't it didn't look like the actress from the instagram post even though it was part of her ig post yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking. And and people took the fact that she was like, why do these posts keep coming out as or I can't remember what, exactly what she said, but it was some sort of, a you know, like these keep popping up. Uh, and they took that as sort of a, an implicit um, confirmation that she was the one in the photo. And it's possible she just sort of glossed over it and was commenting at the at just sort of the attention it's it that she's getting, you know, and, and it's not necessarily an indication that Kojima is working on this. Plus, if he is, and that's the art, man, man, no, just no. And it, it goes back to my point of like, just because it's real or not, doesn't make it exactly impactful. 
Because yeah. for all we know, she could just be like, I worked on this shit two years ago and it got scrapped. Why are you bothering me with this? Could be. I mean, that's just a job, right? Something's uh, the dam is going to break one of these days and we just have to wait for it. Was everyone listening out for the dam to break? Who put Morbius 2 on the list? <laughs> <laughs> me. Me, just because, like, they, they said, oh, they're going to, like, everyone was raging about the idea. Well, shout out Arthur. Arthur was upset that we might meme Morbius 2 into existence. And it just, I don't know. It, it was happening at the time we were writing it. And Apache's like, don't threaten me with a good time, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, did the memeing of the first film actually make it any additional money? It, I, I'm sure it did, whether that was, like, quantifiable as far as the studio is concerned i don't know is but. it out on streaming already it's on apple tv okay yeah like sonic 2 is like already out on paramount plus so i'm just like i don't know things are having quick turnarounds i'm not giving paramount any money i can't i can't i can't ethically support paramount plus after what they did to star trek and halo amen to that i'll drink to that oh god halo i forgot about that i'm so glad i'm not a halo fan but i know as a metal gear fan my time <laughs> is coming it's gonna happen what's what do we i feel like we talked about this before but what is the equivalent of snake taking off his helmet and then like fucking a prisoner of war (laughs) (laughs) sorry running out and going hey look i'm here i don't know as a distraction god i don't i don't know and then like ditching ditching meryl for sniper wolf i don't know snake is so is i mean i guess here's the worry because master chief Solid Snake, these kinds of characters are more archetypes than characters in a lot of ways, you know? And what I haven't seen the Halo series, but from what I what clips I've seen and from what I've heard people say, they they tried to sort of you know, write almost an entirely different character for him. Yeah, and it's a it's a side canon. Like it, they're not they're not even it's like a whole different canon. They were uh, they weren't trying to overwrite anything. This is sure, like its own sure. thing, so uh, I think they did kind of imply that, like, by the end of it, uh, them, like, fucking around kind of caused the whole fall of Reach thing to happen, so, like... That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. But but the idea, like, the like that's fine if you want to do an alt-universe thing, but, but the point is more that it seems to misunderstand what Master Chief is. I don't say who Master Chief is, I mean what. He's an archetype. You know, he's... He's obviously there's a character there. Obviously, there are, you know, motivations, um, there's personality, but it it's it's closer to a blank slate than a lot of other characters because you're supposed to sort of put yourself in there. You know, there's enough empty space for you to fit yourself in. And Solid Snake is kind of the same way. So more so Venom Snake, but go ahead. Yeah, true. Uh and, and sort of Raiden is sort of the ultimate expression of that. Uh but, it, you know, it's it's um, I guess what I'm worried about is that when they get to making a Metal Gear movie series, whatever you want to call it. And it's it, I mean, it's going to happen one of these days. I think it's inevitable. Uh, they're. Are they going to try and make him more of this fleshed out whole character and just not let him be the thing that carries the audience through the movie? You yeah. know, or is he just going to be like MGS one snake where he's just like really horny and just <laughs> extra misogynistic and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tried to show my girlfriend like MGS one. She's like, Jesus Christ. Like just like the, like first like codec call between like him and mailing and Naomi and stuff. You're a fan of this. Yeah. She was like, Holy shit, dude. He's like really pouring it on thick. I was like, yeah, that's, that's part of it. 
Welcome to the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of uh like back like I I love Fifth Element and then I like I look back and I still love the movie, but it's like like Corbin Dallas is oh well, I'm gonna fuck up her name. Mila Jokovic is like 18 and Bruce Willis is in like his late 30s. Like, wait a second. Wait, like in real life or in the movie? Like like it well, in the movie she's like an alien, so I can't I can't assume her age. But as far as it's just like like you guys were saying, it's kind of a trope. Yeah. Of, it's still kind of a trope of action films where it's like the super old dude. Yeah. And and the young girl. And that was the same thing with I, I deal with the same thing with Meryl and Snake. But was Meryl like 18? Yes. Snake was in his 30s. It's called Born <laughs> Sexy Yesterday, right? The trope. Does Picard count? Oh, God. <laughs> Keep Picard. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not even told I can't talk about it. Don't do it. Because <laughs> I mean, the age difference. Well, I know one thing. We are never getting a sponsorship from Paramount Plus. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I don't want their money. They can keep I don't it. want your money. Yeah. Why don't you use take it that money and hire fight? a better writer? Why don't you use it to help the environment? Since you're so fucking fixated on talk about it in your episodes, dude. Is Paramount? Not, last thing I'll say, but is Paramount and their Star Trek? machine company subsidiary whatever you want to call it. is that like a giant money laundering scheme because i can't imagine them making any money from any of the five dog shit star trek shows they've got airing simultaneously i think picard is so bad it's hard to like say i mean i haven't watched strange new world yet but it's hard it's hard to say discovery was that bad when you compare it to picard because yeah I don't like discovery but i can see how someone would but i yeah. can't see how anyone would like picard everything's relative man it's weird when it's a series because you don't really have to worry about like ticket sales and stuff like that. Like when it's a Netflix, like they're just trying to like keep you on, you know, like and you're just as long as you're keeping your monthly subscription, they probably don't give a shit what you're actually watching. But I guess but still they want to drive people to their service and nobody likes it. Yeah, yeah no, I don't I don't think it's fair to call Lower Decks like trash compared to God. I, I think Lower Decks is all right. It's just, it's not I like great, Lower Decks. I can't it, I, I have to say it. I don't think it's amazing, but it's not it's not bad. I don't think it's bad. I think it's it's all degrees. I'm just holding out for the Orville. Yeah, you you <laughs> could like Lower Decks if you just look out for like the little references that they leave in the episode. It's not like when Picard does a reference and it's like Project Khan written on a fucking notebook. They, they, or they, they or really... Wesley with a shit eating grin out of nowhere. <laughs> well, that's you know that's kind of like what I told uh, you know my girlfriend about it. Tell it's like this is a show that's like based on, or this this is a game that's like based on fucking Escape from L.A. and you know these these crazy movies back then. So I don't know. The the whole feel of it's different. Yeah, my my girlfriend played MGS two in current year, and she liked it. MGS one though, that's like specifically, I guess, is what yeah, MGS two. Like, by the time that rolled around, it is a little bit more subdued, and he's that's like MGS one Snake is fucking wildin'. I think he's my favorite version of Solid Snake. I don't know if that's controversial, but MGS two Solid Snake's my favorite. I like it too. I'm just saying, it's definitely like early '90s Kojima. Some of that like police knot stuff is kind of hanging on still. A little bit, a little bit. Should we uh should we do some questions by the way before we? Yeah, we can do one each to start, and if we decide we want to do more, we can. Cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the gooch. Sup, gooch. Is the boss's name actually Joy? And why is the answer no? Joy is not her name. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Joy is not. <laughs> Joy is not her name. All the Thanks, Cobra Gooch. Unit Great have, contribution. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading it. I'm like, do people think? Do people think? No one thinks this, right? This is like no. making up someone and getting mad at them, right? Yeah. 
It's like when people call Daenerys Khaleesi. It is. Did you write Apache? Did you write this? Because this sounds like one of your tweets. I did not. I did not. Like I, I, I'm honestly. I, I was hoping, not hoping, but when I said that, I thought you guys might have been like, "Oh yeah, people do that." But no one does. No one does this. If anyone out there does this, you're an idiot. But well, what is interesting is we don't know her name. I think that's kind of cool. Oh, okay. So because people don't know her name, they say it's Joy. I think that's the stupid thing to do. But I, I mean, that's her code name. But it's uh. Yeah, I mean, she's she's had a couple of nicknames, but we don't know her actual name. I thought that was kind of always cool that they did leave something a fucking mystery in the series. But yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's also true. That's that's like the two things left: the the the, the boss's name and the voice actor for Eva. Huh. Uh, I think it's I think it's cool that she's the she's the only one that has a positive emotion, right? They all, they all have emotions. She's the only one with a positive emotion. So that means she enjoys all the killing, huh? Hmm. Uh, something I didn't know until recently, and I don't really watch anime, but the the micro bombs that are in all the Cobra unit—that's from an anime, right? I mean, it's a Super Sentai throwback. You know, if you watch or or Power Rangers, if you will, every time the boss gets defeated, they fall down and explode. Well, I have some that's Power it. Rangers. That's so, it. That's uh, really it. Well, they do that in Mega Man. They do it in Battle Royale, but for different reasons. I guess. I mean, it's a trope, you know? It's, yeah. it's You're not supposed to think too hard about it. They I mean, there's an in-universe reason for it, but in terms of, like, why they chose to do that visually, like, that's that's why. That was a retcon reason, too, with, like, the, the parasites and stuff, where they're trying to, like, cover up the, uh, just cover up the, the experiment. Well, the, they explain in MGS3 that they have the microbombs. They, they, they do. Then later in uh, MGSV, they talk about it being, uh... Yeah. The, like a parasite cover-up type thing where they didn't want the research to be found. As a, as a kid, I was really into Battle Royale, and I always thought it was like Battle Royale with the, the bombs around the neck. You know, you being into Battle Royale as a kid explains a lot. But that's okay, because I was into Battle Royale too. Yeah, I love that film. I, 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 I love it, but it disturbs me. So like seeing all these kids playing like Battle Royale games in Fortnite, I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. Yeah, I watched. I, I told my like my fifteen year old cousin. She was in. She was super into Fortnite. Not fifteen. She's like sixteen, seventeen. She was super into Fortnite. I was like, oh, you need to watch Battle Royale. That that's like where all these games like come from. And she was like, oh okay, I'll watch it. And then she messaged me like a week later, like, what the fuck did you tell me to watch? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that sort of shit's normal. I was expecting the wait a minute. That was just Hunger Games. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is where you should be like, I'm sorry, I'll give you something easier. Check out this Korean film called Old Boy. You're really going to like it. I love that as a kid, too. Like, the fight scene in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Anyway, great question, Gooch. Thanks. Thanks for that one. Um, I, I did find a question that I thought was pretty interesting, especially given the discussion that we had today. But yeah, the question comes from Sean Senpai, and... Um, he asks, what game, I'm assuming, what Metal Gear game had the biggest impact on the world, both culturally and politically, and why? That's a good question. And I thought that was an interesting conversation, because, like, when I think of that question, like, for the second one, I immediately think of, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, because, Yeah, I think know. that's going to be all our answers, pretty much. I mean, that's that's my answer, for sure, too. But I mean, if you had a dollar for everything piece about, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2 predicting the future or whatever, then, like, you'd be able to buy, like, four copies of it but to that point like it kind of goes back the sec the second part or rather the first part culture what was the most impactful culturally <laughs> i'm i'm sort of like on the fence about that because like there's so many variables to it i mean we literally just talked about 
Metal Gear Rising like, oh, no. culturally <laughs> proliferating yeah, uh, with another generation, but our generation probably affiliates more with culturally with like the like the the actual stealth games, the main series. Yeah. So yeah, food for thought. Is it MGS one? Maybe. I mean, maybe like video game culturally, sure. Like that made like a big change oh, on yeah. stuff. But I think if if he's talking like an actual real world, you know, like the whole oh, MGS two, okay. uh, like yeah, impact on the world, both culture and politically. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, if you talk about the MGS two thing, we were talking about the other day. Now I tried how it's like it kind of has negatively impacted stuff. Where it's like now you got all these guys like thinking so just like conspiratorially about stuff where it's that's that's like why we're that this is why we have abandoned you know it's like yeah people like that are that head deep into uh mgs2 never be game over type thinking you know they're gonna just be all over this type shit so i think it was ghost babble <laughs> huge impact i, I refuse to elaborate <laughs> any further. it was metal gear one but the nes port just the NES port. Walks in, says Snake's Revenge, doesn't elaborate, leaves. <laughs> you elaborate on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> My source is that I made it the fuck up. <laughs> I've got one uh, from Crisis Edits. Uh, that was one uh, of them I was looking at. Okay, well, <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't know if I've got an answer. Go for it, because I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if I'm parsing the question. Correctly. Uh, he said with a series like MGS, which very much uh, empowers various interpretations and finding your own truth. Is there a conscious struggle between defending what you believe to be true while also upholding the series' uh, themes of finding your own name uh, regarding topics or debates revolving the series itself? That is. Mm. I'll start by saying I think I'm too hot to answer this question. <laughs> I'm trying to do you have what what do you think? Because that was your pick. I mean, you know, there's that whole uh, there are no facts, only interpretations thing. So, I mean, I everybody that. that comes into this game is gonna get their own thing out of it. I mean, that's that's why there are still like arguments about simple things about this yeah. game, because people just perceive sometimes there's this huge uh, onslaught of information and sometimes you get all of it. Sometimes, you know, some people are missing that little piece of the puzzle. But, you know, that's why everybody's, you know, trying to just get like a good consensus here. It's like, did Snake dye his fucking hair or not? Like, <laughs> we need to know. So, unfortunately, a lot of people take that line of the, the there are no facts and they use it as sort of a bludgeon to say everybody else is wrong. Yeah, exactly. Which is really annoying. Uh, you could take a quote from, you could take a quote or a series of quotes from anywhere in the series and get it to interpret whatever you want to be right about it. Oh, sure. sure. Because the game's just said so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. That's that kind of goes in with like, you can pretty much find any report that will back up your side of an argument if you want to, like there's yeah. just going to be that out there. Well, we had an episode ages ago that sort of dove into this topic a little more deeply. It was uh, when we were getting into like the death of the author. Yeah. And, you know, what 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 is more valid, the the interpretation of the person consuming the work in question, reading it, watching it, playing it, or the intent of the person who wrote it? Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's not always clear. Uh, I tend to 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 err on the side of of the person who who wrote it, you know, but yeah. but 
that's a that's a that's a big argument. So well, sometimes the person that wrote it doesn't give you the answers, though, and that's when the fans yeah. kind of have to allude to what we've got and kind of. And and sometimes the author would like almost prefer appreciate their audience kind of making their own interpretations. I would imagine. Oh yeah, yeah. they love the ambiguity for sure. Well, that's kind of a that's sort of the paradox here. Is if what if the what if the the intent is to make something to tell you to come up with your own intent, you know, to figure it, you know the the correct interpretation is that the author wanted you to come up with your own interpretation. And then Metal Gear Solid Four comes along. Yeah. Right, that's <laughs> paradoxical, you know, but yeah. like that's Metal Gear, you know, in a lot of ways. And I, I I like I understand the question, but I don't know if I would. I understand and I empathize with with the question and 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 the struggle, but I don't know if I would use struggle as the best word for it. Um, just because, like, at the end of the day, it is it is a, a medium or a piece of art, and I'm I'm willing to open up and and discuss these interpretations. Um, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a struggle. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, someone has a wacky headcanon. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> cool. There's also just so much to it that without more specifics, like, do you mean so, like a specific theme, a specific game, a specific plot point? It's such a broad, you know, gamut of of topics that I don't even know where to begin on that. There's some stuff where I lean one way, some stuff where I lean another way. It's just, you know, I'd, I'd have to have a more specific question to really answer it to any good extent so to answer you crisis uh yes all right next question <laughs> we just struggled oh, through that for sure <laughs> well, you picked the hard one so know, that, was, that was fun no that was that was a good conversation <laughs> uh i i'm looking at some of these and like i see a couple that would be fun to answer but but a lot of people are going to hear it and go like oh i know the answer to that or it's going to have a short answer, even though it's an interesting question. I mean, like, just because, like, it's like that XKCD comic. We don't have 10,000 viewers, but it's like that thing where, like, somebody, like, 10,000 people learn a new fact every day. Yeah. So don't don't think about Fire it out. Yeah. Somebody's going to learn something from it. That's what matters. We said that line on the last episode. So people that didn't hear it will hear that fact again today. <laughs> just reinforcing that fact. 10,000 more people. 10,000 more people. <laughs> We're at 20K. Let's go. <laughs> Can I can I do two? Because I can answer one of them. Yeah, rapid, yeah we got time, man. Fire fast. OK, uh, Too Tall Tony wants to know, why would Koji Pro bother to write the word hope on Snake's cigarette at the beginning of MGS2 if no one was going to be able to see it? Well, clearly you did. Mm. You know, <laughs> uh, Now wait, I don't but, know about that. So there's is that something that's viewable like in the yeah. uh, in the document or. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's you can't really see it in the original game, though, which is his point. I'm just being I'm, I'm being facetious. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. But, um, it you know, first off, quick background: Hope cigarettes, real brand in Japan. Uh, second, because artists love to put in Easter eggs. That's basically it. We we can't help ourselves. You know, it doesn't matter if nobody sees it. And eventually, people did with the document of MGS two and and emulation and texture dumping and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But really, that's it. Artists like to hide things. I mean, I'll give you an example from MGS2. Some of the markings on the walls in the big shell are not random serial numbers. They are the actual development designations for the map that you are playing in. Yeah, I, and as as Nitroid has previously kind of said, and I'm going to say again now, there, there are stuff 
there are things in in Metal Gear that the artists and things have put in that we haven't found yet. I guarantee you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's fun. That's why, because because artists like to have fun, and game development is tedium. That's it. That's all. I've been I've been marathoning uh, Breaking Bad. This is my fourth watch through, and um yeah, I'm I'm all about right now the devil in the details, even if they may not be seen by the audience. They will be seen 15 years later. Yeah. On a subreddit somewhere. Keeps coming back. People are still finding stuff in MGS2. Yep. Which is crazy. We got a quick little uh, tidbit from our buddy Fred here. He said, uh, Hope Sigs are the same ones that uh, Cure You Smokes. So. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I didn't know that. Thanks, Fred. Uh, the other one I was going to answer, which I guess it, this this might clear up a misunderstanding for, for the person who asked it. So I, I, I want to answer it to help them. But uh, SMBSS fan asks, in regard to Metal Gear Solid 2, what does digital censorship have to do with recreating Shadow Moses? Uh, nothing specifically, but that wasn't the point. The point of recreating Shadow Moses had little to do with, with Shadow Moses itself. Uh, in a nutshell, the S3 plan, the, the actual one that you hear about at the end, the, the selection for societal sanity, summed up the point of that is can we use a computer that has tons of information and tons of power to control various events around you know the world or the country or whatever you want to have it can that computer come up with a a scenario that if you put a person through them you can change the personality of the of the person that went through it can you shape them into what you want in this case, the test that they ran to see if they could get this mechanism of changing a person to work was, let's take this guy, Raiden, who is very different from Solid Snake, and put him through a pseudo-recreation of Shadow Moses and see if he ends up being like Snake. You can, you can sort of determine for yourself how much of a success that was, but that was the idea. That was their bench test. That was their unit test. Let's 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 run this because we've got all the variables and it's an extreme situation and everything's there and we can see if this works. That way in the future, if we want people to be uh, more docile, then we can shift world events around and, and calm them down. Or if we want people to get riled up about something, we can shift the events around and rile them up. And that was the idea. It was a system for controlling human behavior. Uh, and they had to make sure that if they made a situation, it would actually change a person and how they thought. So it wasn't that Shadow Moses was necessarily important to digital censorship. It was that that was the model they chose to test the system. I thought it was pretty cool, too. that You know, like Raiden was familiar with Shadow Moses, too. So it right. wasn't like this, like new concept. And like he went through that knowing that Shadow Moses just happened and still wasn't really like, wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really the first time you play MGS2, it's really hard to wrap your head around this concept because it is very abstract. Oh, yeah. I think it's really telling of where they cut stuff with the fact that you get the Solidus speech where he says S3 stands for and then you immediately get that that's not true. I think that's where <laughs> all the cut content is, right? Because <laughs> the pacing is so weird. Well, it's because of that cutscene with the uh, with the arsenal crash not being there you know there's that y y there is definitely something that you lose without that 
yeah, you've got like probably like 10, 15 minutes of exposition between that and that I mean, and the, the deal with talking to the AI. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they 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 didn't really cut any dialogue as far as this as far as it looks from the script. There were there were a few things that they cut, nothing really significant. But that scene, you know, is is it's it's. I know this term is so overused, but that scene of Arsenal crashing is sort of a liminal space. It's a transition from from that part of the game to the end of the game. Yeah, and without it, there's not a clear division, and you get sort of lost. I, I, th- so. I still think it works. Don't get me wrong. It's just you can yeah. tell when learning the information afterwards. You can you can tell. You can see it. I've heard the argument put forward that it actually works better without the cutscene because it maintains this like dreamlike state of of you know the damage is already done. You don't see it. It never anchors you to reality. Yeah, I I, I get that vibe. Like it, it fits with the surrealism. Yeah, kind of reminds me of uh, Ozzy Mandanis. I think. Oh, you pronounce it where he's like, I did this 15 minutes ago. <laughs> it's uh, it, but you can tell in certain cut, you know, in certain angles during the Solidus speech cut scene uh, that there were adjustments made. Like when it when he's talking and is like about the founding principles of this country and the the camera pans up to an empty flagpole. Right. Like like obviously they that was that was removed and you can tell. But so I don't know. I, I mean, I. It's probably never going to happen, but I would love for there to be like a like a an uncut MGS2 that has all that restored content. I'm not even sure if they recorded some of the lines in the script, like like Liquid has an additional line where he's laughing about not really laughing, but sort of um, commenting on how, you know, it'll be a full scale disaster. That's got a nice ring to it. Stuff like that, you know, little little quips. Yeah. Yeah. And like, who knows if they even actually recorded that. But then you've got like the Karen Hojo news report at the end. And I mean, God, who knows? That's like that's like the only thing I think of when people talk about like, oh, remake. I hope they remake it. I hope they re- I hope they make do a remake of Metal Gear Solid 2. Like I dread it. But like if they were going to, I would love to see everything that was left out. Don't remake it. Just just add everything back in. De- Hell yeah. Decensor it. Ironically, Substance MGS2 two. was censored. Which is kind of wild to think about. Yeah. I mean, it was self-censorship, but still. And I, I think it was the right call, but... It, yeah, of course it was, but it's been long enough now. Yeah. Like, I remember hearing uh, a news report after 9-11 where uh, radio stations were being... I don't know if they were... They weren't necessarily banned, but none of the radio stations would play certain songs like Burning yes. For You. And, or uh, yeah. I, I Want to Fly by Lenny Kravitz. I remember right, that. right. Yeah. Oh, man. But but the way you heard people gossip about it was that they were banned from doing it, even though that probably wasn't the case. It was probably just more like a, hey, let's uh, let's read the room here and not play shit like that. OK. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the the guys, the, the rare guys, like when... Uh, not the rare guys, but like um, David Doak, but they they printed Time Splitters two on nine eleven, and they were on a flight to America with the copy, and the plane got diverted. Holy crap! Um, yeah, they they literally post the you post the copy of the game every year. The you know like the white disc with the like it's like the first print of the game that they were that they were on the plane with, and he posts it every year. Uh, you know, and te- retells the story of them flying to America with it and the plane getting diverted. It was literally on 9-11. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, man. What a story. 
That'd scare the hell out of you. All right, well, that was a downer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question here that I'm, I actually, I kind of had this question myself because I've been thinking about it for a while. What happened to Master Miller's ethnicity? This question is from Metal Gear D model. Oh, my dude. Who has been really supportive. I've had a I've had a pretty hard past two weeks and Metal Gear D has been very supportive. So shout out. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, but yeah, what the fuck happened to Master Miller's ethnicity? Let's see. He was he was half Japanese, half American, right? Right. Okay. And I, I distinctly remember. You know how like with Metal Gear 2, there's like the original art and then there's like the art that they changed to make it feel more like more like a metal gear solid one vibe yeah i remember the first version of miller was like he looked very like pacific islander yeah are you talking about in metal gear 2 like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i do remember that yeah so that that's why this is a bit of a mystery to me as well yeah god who was he he was modeled after an actor too wasn't he uh shit who is that? Like, because all Metal Gear 2 were originally modeled after actors. But I'm trying to think who Kaz was. Here's the, here's the sheet. God, who is that guy? I'm actually struggling to remember his name, and I, I know I feel like too. I'm too young to know this answer. He's definitely, like, a famous actor, too. Um, well, it looks like, I don't know. I, and, like, I'm guessing they might have switched up his design from the point of Metal Gear Solid when Liquid Snake took over and then they like went with the whole blonde thing. Yeah. It's a it's Hisayoshi Suge. There we go. I gotta that... look up this guy. So he... Hisayoshi Suge. Yeah. Search the kanji, not not the not the romanization. Hmm. What's he in though? Is he just uh is a survivalist and author? This is everything Steven Seagal wishes he was. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that's cool, though, that he was like a survivalist guy. He's like, hey, here's some tips. Makes sense. Yeah. I think the 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 shift away from his uh, from from that background was probably, uh, you know, MGS one. Yeah, just to kind of fit things in. Well, I'm trying to think, did he ever did he ever I get that he sort of changed to a more Anglo-Saxon appearance, but was there ever a point where he like acknowledged? I feel like He does in Peace Walker, I think. He talks about it. Exactly. Yep, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's a major element in Peace Walker, but I guess by the time you get to Yeah, I mean Metal Gear 2 really is the 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 sort of the the squeaky wheel here <laughs> with the with the designs they had. Yeah like Mel Gibson Snake and 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 Albert Einstein for Petrovich, Sean Connery. Got Danny DeVito in the mix, you know. <laughs> That's Baba Hoskins, dude. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I would pay to see that. <laughs> I, I started blasting. Bah, bah. But yeah, like obviously like every single one of those was changed. You know? Yeah. It uh, I I don't know like the only one that really sort of retained uh, any semblance of what it was previously when going to MGS one because because I'm not thinking of this in terms of like MG two and then the re-release of MG two I'm thinking of it in like like they everybody got an overhaul in MGS one so yeah uh, Campbell is very similar mm -hmm. I'd say yeah um Big Boss is pretty similar. 
and there really weren't there really wasn't much else. Uh what is Gray Fox fucking Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> God, Gray Fox, I mean like uh, what do you even what do you even say there? Uh I mean they gave him white hair, but that wasn't until uh Portable Ops, though I and, think it's funny that they, and they he got that. Then you got a fucking just Einstein chilling. <laughs> Madnar. Yeah. But she's a carryover from from Snatcher, so yeah. Um. Well, no, I mean technically no, because no, no. Yes, no. Then this guy looks exactly like Sokolov. I've got my timelines mixed up because because Petrovich was in Metal Gear One, and then yeah. So it's the other way around. So it sounds like the answer is you know aesthetically speaking, they did change him. Uh, they gave him more Anglo-Saxon look to be more consistent with, you know, Liquid being being able to mix it, like, disguise yeah, himself. to impersonate him, yeah. But it sounds like, you know, overall, like, there was some, there's still some acknowledgement. Like, it's not like they were just saying, like, oh, it's a white man now. Like, like, it's it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, it's actually, like, a huge part of his his background and, and what he talks about with, with his father and mother yeah he he almost kind of doesn't like shut up about it in peace walking now that i remember he's like back in japan like right yeah, he says that's why i'm like confused yeah. yeah we just all forgot about peace walker they're working to change the law now but back then if your father was unknown you couldn't get onto the japanese family register and in japan that means you can't be japanese so as i watched the american soldiers around town i said to myself i'm a son of america the victor my hair and eyes were different from the skinny, downtrodden Japanese around me. I told myself I'd leave this country someday and return to my true homeland. I guess maybe it's more of like a question like, uh, y'all ever seen Mean Girls when Karen is like, w- w- you're from Africa, why are you white? <laughs> and they're like, oh my god, you, just, you can't just ask somebody why they're white. Maybe it's one of those cases. <laughs> Shout out Mean Girls, great film. Uh, if, if it is Metal Gear 2, though, the answer is because they didn't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah. We got all these actors calling here going, what the fuck? <laughs> Danny DeVito is pissed. He thinks it's him. <laughs> <laughs>